Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well on this fabulous and wonderful Wednesday morning. Hope everybody had a great night's sleep and you're ready to hit the day running with all the gusto that you have. So I'm glad you all could join together this morning and dive into God's Word and getting our day going in the right direction. All right, my friends, who we got watching this morning? We got Angel Dixon, Tracy Little, Amy Oaks Turner, Brandy Boyd Young, and many, many, many more. But those are only the names that I see. So if you didn't call your name, it's only because it did not populate under the comments section. So don't get your feelings hurt. I'm not ignoring you or being mean in any way. But hey, glad we all could be together. So at this time, my friends, let's do our morning Pledge of Allegiance. So attention, salute, and pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty for all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word, I'll make it a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path, and will hide its words in my heart, that I might not sin against God. All right, praise the Lord for those wonderful verses and the free, I mean the verses, the pledges and the freedom to do so. So good morning, Terry Hutchinson, Mike Hensley, Michelle Fox Harris, the myth, the legend that is Miss Mousy. All righty, um, yesterday I went and voted. If you hadn't voted, get out there and rock the vote and uh, be sure and cast your ballot. I will not say if I voted conservative or Democrat in any way. I'm sure you would never know which side that I uh, uh, voted on at all. So <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it, it amazes me uh, on the news that, uh, that there is even the remote possibility of co close calls for the House or the Senate. How in the the world anybody could be insane enough to see what's going on and what the liberals are doing and still vote in that direction, I will not understand. I, it just amazes me. I mean, they're for everything that is the antithesis of what America stands for, what the Word of God stands for. It is just, uh, it is just, it's a, to me, it's a no-brainer. I, I don't, I don't understand it. Hopefully, it'll be a huge red wave, and uh, maybe we can stop all this uh, pornography and perversion going on in our schools, the grooming of our children, this illegal border crossings. It amazes me. Here we have homeless. Here in our own area, we've got kids starving to death, people living in their cars. But in uh, these illegal immigrants, they've got uh, nice housing, nice beds, Xboxes to play on. Uh, it just, it's, it's, it's utterly. It's just, I don't know, guys. I keep putting into words. You, you share my frustration. You know what I'm talking about. It's just uh, crime rates at all-time high. And uh, I tell you what, it's, it's about time we start standing up and pushing back. It, uh, I don't see how any grown man can stand there and watch somebody. Uh, if I saw a man attacking a woman in particular, uh, hurting a child. See, this is why I wouldn't make a good cop. Because, uh, oops, uh, the gun accidentally discharged. But... <laughs> So, you know, there's no way I can stand there and watch somebody get beat. I don't care, you know, if, you, know you see what's going on. Of course, you see it going on in places like New York and, and cities where apparently uh, manhood has been removed from the males uh, in the in those states. But they don't do all that around here because they know around here, there's enough rednecks around here that kill you. So, 
but uh, that's why they don't do that crap here. Hey, old Donna Taylor. All right, my friends, let's go ahead. Now that I have said my piece, and you are far better for it, <laughs> let us go ahead and look at our verse of discussion this morning. We're going to look at John chapter 4, verse 24. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. All righty, bless this reading. And the hearing of it to our hearts this morning. All right, so we look at worship. All right, that's one thing we need to look at. I know a lot of people, they automatically gravitate to music when they think about the word worship. But let's look at a few things here, just real quick. Uh, John MacArthur, if you're not familiar with who he is, look him up. Uh, he's a great theologian. But John MacArthur says, Worship is our inmost being responding with praise for all that God is through our attitudes, actions, thoughts, and words based on the truth of God as he has revealed himself. Or he gives a simpler definition, worship is all that we are reacting rightly to all that he is. Okay, William Temple, to worship is to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to feed the mind with truth of God, to purge the imagination by the beauty of God, to open the heart to the love of God, and to devote the will to the purpose of God. Uh, a more, uh, another definition that uh, may not be as eloquent is worship is an inner attitude and feeling of awe, reverence, gratitude, and love toward God resulting from a realization of who he is and who we are. And then once more, John MacArthur gives another uh, helpful clarification here. It says, worship, by the way, is not music. Worship is loving God. Worship is honoring God. Worship is knowing God for who he is, adoring him, obeying him, proclaiming him as a way of life. Music is one way we express that adoration. And uh, so when we look at those definitions, uh, we need to understand that we need to truly make sure that we are truly worshiping God in all areas and aspects of our lives, in thought, word, deed, and action. Uh, that we're always showing that, that glory to Christ Jesus each and every day. That, uh, as even Jonathan uh, Edwards argued, that God created the world for his own glory. So everything, including salvation uh, of his elect, uh, you know, uh, that, you know, some people just want to give like an hour of their time on Sunday mornings. I think that's the extent of their worship. That's the extent of, of showing glory to God. And then they just go out and do whatever they want to. And, uh, I'll be honest with you, I had some problems with, um, there was a time we had two services. Now there was a time when that was needed and necessary, and uh, and and you know hope and pray that the church will get to the extent where we can start doing that again. But I had some real issues because I people didn't realize I could hear them, <laughs> and uh, uh, they the only reason why they wanted two services because they wanted to come to the first one, and so more or less and not so many words they wanted to get it over with so then they can go ride their motorcycles, get out on the lake, or do whatever they wanted to. And that bothered me. I mean, that really bothered me. Because to me, that's just saying, let me get this chore over with. Let me get this over with that I have to do. So then I can go have fun, you know. And that, that just bugged the daylights out of me. I mean, it really did. And honestly, it should bug everybody. Church should not be a chore. Church should not be something you just have to do to get it over with. So then you can go have the good fun. Church should be the place you go to to want to have fun. It should be more exciting and more, uh, uh, you know, What's the word I'm saying? Anticipated uh, throughout the week than going out and having your 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 uh, uh, 
proverbial fun or whatever it is. That, you know, that should be something you can't wait to get to. You can't wait to get there and worship together with other brothers and sisters of Christ Jesus. You can't wait to take part of the worship part music aspect of church. That you can't wait to hear what God's Word has laid on that speaker's heart. That you want to use that as a, not only are you focusing on worshiping and glorifying God throughout the week, but that is a central focus, a time to really devote that time to God. And you can't just give an hour of your time to God without looking at it as a chore. chore. That's, That's what, what bugs, bugs me too, too that, that it's got to the point where Sunday night and Wednesday nights have, have, have uh, gone to online only and because of the lack of attendance, the lack of interest in evening services. And, you know, there was a time when people couldn't wait to come to church. They couldn't wait uh, to, for the doors to open so they could come. And I've said before, I blame social media in a lot of ways because before, you know, social media, church was the social hub. That's where the community came together to talk and greet and see each other and, and come together and worship. And now that you, you've got social media, the, the availability of uh, live streaming, uh, it has diminished uh, the need or want to attend in physical uh, service. And, uh, and like I said, I'm not knocking it so much as, you know, as to make a point because praise God for live streams like we're doing this this morning. Praise God for that because we can start to have our morning devotions. We can, you know, in the, in, the, in the height of the pandemic, we were able to still broadcast and have church service. So it's not that, you know, it's just a double-edged sword. I mean, there's good and then there's, there's uh, the bad that goes along with it. But the main thing that we need to look at, though, is that the fact that God is trying to seek true worshipers, all right? So if he's seeking true worshipers, them, it's mean that there are false worshipers. In other words, there are just those people who are just going through the motions, who put on an act, who try to act like they are Christians, who just show up to church uh, to, to look like they are, are, are spiritually uh, way up here when, uh, when the truth be known, they're, they're anything but, you know. But with those who are true of sincerity, of humility, uh, to really want to get to the heart of worship each and every day, to show that sincerity. And... Um, we want to make sure that we're honoring God in all things. And that is the uh, our utmost importance priority. In fact, in verse 24, Jesus says that these true worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. It is a necessity. It isn't optional. It is essential. Okay? A.W. Pink points out that there are... There are, there are ha, I'm going to get this out here. Now. There are three musts in John. You must be born again. The Son of Man must be lifted up. And those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The first concerns the Spirit who imparts the new birth. The second concerns the Son who was lifted up on the cross as the atonement for sins. And the third concerns the Father, the object of our worship. And the order is important. First, you must be born again by trusting Christ's death for you. Only then can you worship God properly. So therefore, we see that the, the, God, the, the Father seeks those true worshipers in spirit and truth. And uh, so we look at this aspect, you know, you may ask yourself, what, what can I do to truly make sure that I'm showing that, that, that sincerity, uh, that humility, that I'm giving my all to Christ Jesus? So, of course, obviously, you must believe that Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. As I was telling you yesterday, I had a woman who was still arguing with me. I just let it go. There's just... 
that Church of Christ mentality that you have to be baptized to be saved. It just it blows my mind, despite the, the biblical references, uh, the understanding that uh, that is not a commandment. It is uh, We are to do so by uh, Christ's example. We are encouraged to be baptized. But by no stretch of the imagination does that make you saved. It is understanding Christ's atoning work on the cross for you. And when you accept Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, that's what makes you saved. And it just, it, it just it irritates me when people are just so adamant on this works-based type of mentality in order to attain your salvation when nothing could be further from the truth. So it's just accepting Jesus Christ. It's a free gift of God. It's, it's not by works. It is a free gift. Nothing you can do to earn it. All right? Otherwise, man would boast. That's what God's Word tells us. So in order to establish a true focal uh, area in our lives of worship, make sure that we're establishing that time, daily time alone in the Word of Prayer. You know, I harp on that a lot, but it's essential for our Christian world to make sure that we are spending that time with the Lord every day. You need to sit aside that time. That's why you think I look forward to getting up at 4 in the morning? No, I don't like getting up at 4 in the morning. Sometimes I'm up at 3.30 in the morning. It's not that I enjoy it, but I have to be disciplined because I want to make sure I get my personal time in with the Lord. I'm not saying that to say, look at me, I am super spiritual. No, I need it. I have to have it because if y'all, you talk about haunted houses, if y'all knew what went all through my head, y'all be scared to death. In fact, you y'all think you got problems? If you saw some of the things I have to deal with, y'all be like, good grief, I'm not near screwed up as that idiot. So, you know, really, you know, but uh, that's why I have to have my personal time with the Lord before I can extend that out and have these daily devotions with you folks and, uh, and preach and teach. It's essential uh, for my spiritual walk. So I set aside that time in the morning. You know, your schedule may be as such where you have to do it midday or before you go to bed or whatever, but whatever time of day it is, set aside some time to spend that time in the Word and in prayer. And you need to make sure that we are trying to eliminate as much garbage that we uh, from the world as all possible so that we do not hinder our growth in God. And that goes back to what you're watching, what you're listening to, who you're hanging around, all those kind of things play into effect of that. And, you know, you all know that I am uh, not a fan of Halloween, and I think from a biblical standpoint, uh, you know, I, I, I don't see how in good conscience, you know, a lot of people can divulge in that. I'm not saying you're not saved if you do. I'm not saying you're going to go to hell if you do. It To me, it, it bothers me, and it, it, it brings me under conviction. If you don't, that's between you and God. But when you can see the historicity of uh, Halloween in comparison to what God's Word says, to me, there's complete antithesis. And the very things we do in Halloween is a direct reenactment of the very demonic and evil things that started Halloween. So I have problems with that. But, it, you know, so you know, I see all these people on, on social media who, you know, for all intents and purposes are Bible-believing Christians, I'll say that they're not. I just like, it, it's just like, ugh, why, you know? But, again, that's between them and God. But, uh, nonetheless, whether it's that or what you're going to see, there's a lot, of demo- a lot of people are into horror. I ain't going to say I have never watched a horror movie. I've watched horror movies. I'm not a big proponent. When I say horror movies, I'm talking about like stuff of the 80s. It's new stuff I could care less about. And I really ain't that wild about stuff in the 80s either. But I've seen them, but I'm just not one of these people that are really into that kind of thing. I like stuff that are action, adventure, stuff that makes me laugh, you know. Uh, that's, that's the kind of stuff I like to get into, you know. 
But uh, sci-fi, you know, I'm a sci-fi geek. But, you know, even those things, you have to be careful because they get into the demonic sometimes. You have to be very careful about that. So be careful. Garbage in, garbage out. All right? So be aware of that. And uh, don't let anything in there because the world is constantly pushing this humanistic view and philosophy you have to be very aware of. All right? So uh, prepare your heart on uh, Saturday night for corporate worship on Sunday morning. You're like... Well, you know, I may have never thought about that. How do I prepare my mind? All right, so we look at that. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, you may not, uh, you may be careful of what you do. You know, if you're going to the bars and you're half lit coming in on Sunday morning, hey, glad you're at church. But, uh, you know, that may not be preparing yourself the best way that you could for corporate worship. All right. But at least you're there. But, uh, uh, you know, make sure that you're you're just spending that time and praying and uh, thinking about uh, what's to come on Sunday morning uh, so that you can receive I mean, what the Lord is trying to uh, instill in your heart and mind. There's so many times it's kind of funny that I've preached and somebody says, I felt like you were talking directly to me. You know, did somebody tell you about what I did this week? And I'm like, listen, all I do is, is preach what the Lord's laid on my heart half the time and stuff I'm dealing with. And if it matters to you, that was just the Lord. You know, it's just coincidental. I, you know, there's, I didn't know. In fact, a guy told my dad that one time. He said, I know somebody told you about what I did. And I know you was talking about me. And dad said, shook his head. He said, don't flatter yourself. He said, I don't have a clue who you are. So, that guy ended up getting saved. I became a deacon. Eventually, come on staff of the church for a little while. Great, great guy. But I'll never forget. I was actually standing there when Dad did that. I was, I, was, I busted out laughing. But anyway, um, put away distractions on Sunday mornings. Don't be distraction uh, to others in worship. You know, uh, I think a lot of adults are like uh, teenagers. They're they're still doodling and, and joking and kidding and talking during service and as soon as the invitation is gone they're hitting the door and they're out of there because they want to beat the Baptist to the restaurants you know which is understandable but <laughs> you know we need to make sure that we are uh, not distracted and that we are focused on what's going on instead of sitting there fiddling around or phones or what have you that you're really trying to to listen to what's going on and uh, again spend that time worshiping God uh, each and every day that uh, remember that you know just even in God's creation all right you know that's one thing that I and sometimes I we when we move to in particular it's very quiet and this may sound odd even when I was a kid all right I, we we lived we had a bunch of property and I would just lay in the middle of the field and it's just something about listening to the trees rustle uh, to me it's just like the the trees clapping and giving praise to God and just staring at the sky of course it's always fun to make shapes out of the clouds but it's just that solitude that silence just listening to creation listening to what God has made sometimes we just in the hustle and the bustle of the world sometimes it's just good just to go outside and just listen just be quiet and just listen maybe just listen to what God's trying to tell you and just focus on that, all right? Because that's a wonderful thing, you know, you can just listen to what God has done. Because, you know, uh, you know, you just pay attention to what God has made. You know, he's made the night sky with stars, the sun, the sun to warm the day and give light, the flowers, the birds, the butterflies, even the bugs, your body, which is fearfully and wonderfully made. So, you know, it is, um, uh, of course, even in Romans 1, 18 through 21, Paul indicts ungodly people who have ignored the 
evidence of the Creator that all around them is His creation. Their sin was that they did not honor God or give thanks. In other words, they didn't worship the Creator, but that is our ultimate priority, is to worship the Creator, worship God Almighty. So our friend, take these uh, these thoughts and ideals throughout you this day, and make sure that you're giving glory to God in all every area and avenue of your life, that you're trying truly trying to spend that time in true worship to God Almighty, because the devil allows plenty of distractions, and all he wants to do is pull you down and pull you apart from God. We can't allow that to happen. We must constantly be growing and be in pursuit of righteousness. Let us pray. Let our Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, help us every day to serve you well. Lord, we know that we don't have to be locked up like monks and give out some Gregorian chant in order to be close to you, but we can honor you in what we watch, what we listen to, how we think, who we associate ourselves with, and Lord, you know our hearts and how we're, if we're truly trying to serve you in all humility. Lord, show your grace upon us. Give us strength. Give us encouragement. Help us, Lord Jesus, to uh, uh, constantly uh, have you on the forefront of our minds, to constantly be in repetitive prayer to be closer to you. Lord, is there anyone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you? Let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, as I pray every morning, pray that you be in all my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching and listening this morning. Watch over God and protect them. Keep them safe and well as they're going out and coming in. Be with our kids who are going to school, work, or play. Put a holy hedge about them. Bring them home safely. Lord, I just pray that you be with us all. Let us serve you well. Let us always be a light in this world of darkness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I do hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And just remember, live each day as if it were your last. Oh, one more thing. Don't forget to tune in tonight at 7 o'clock for our, Sunday, our Wednesday evening service right here online. Don't forget that. But anyway, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless.